Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 for Knowledge Side Quest. Today, you are with George. And Danny. As usual. I don't know why I said today we are with different people, but it implied that we were different that people. That would have been a big spoiler. We are still the same. We're people. still the same people, despite everything. <laughs> despite everything, we have come out not unscathed, but <laughs> we're still here. And we're here with a Side Quest episode. We are. We're here to talk about video games, as we do every couple of months. A video games. A video game. Um, the last time we did this was June 2022. Damn. So it's, been a, it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot couple of hours. Um, there's been a lot of news since then. So much news, but there's only so much time in the world to go through such news. So many games to play, so mm-hmm. little time. Yeah. We've both played many games, probably. I need to, probably not like, I'm not like staying current either. <laughs> <laughs> like, I keep playing old games from like 2018. It's like, come on. I think even further back, but come on. Probably way further back, yeah. But yeah, so anyways, today we have a topic. Mainly we're going to be talking about Halo 3 because it's been 15 years since dun, dun, it came out. Yeah, very exciting. Etc. And, yeah. and so forth. Uh, before that, we're just going to talk about a few kind of key items that uh, have been making the news recently and uh, kind of one one or two updates to things that we have talked about in the past, uh, which I thought were I quite, love an update. quite interesting. So I'll just rapid fire. Uh, maybe not rapid fire, but we'll, we'll medium fire through some of these. So first bit of news, nothing too major. I'll just more curious if you'd seen this and if you were interested. Dead Space remake trailer has been released. I haven't seen the trailer. Did you play the first Dead Space? I've played all the Dead Spaces. You played all the Dead Spaces. And completed them to completion. And yet you didn't see the remake trailer. No. Because I... Good Lord. Because part of me is... Why? <laughs> Um, Dead Space, wicked. I've played Dead Space 1, 2 and 3, finished them. I think the first two on probably the hardest difficulty as well. Mm-hmm. I loved Dead Space. I think they're wicked games. The story got silly <laughs> towards yep. the end. It got very silly. I don't think that's a controversial... Yeah, I do remember opinion. like there's like there, there was these like huge black monuments or statues and that had something to oh, do. Oh, the markers. The markers, yeah, yeah, the markers. Was it like was it an ancient race of aliens? It was. Well, I mean, you played more of it than I did. I only got through like half of Dead Space One because I was too chicken to finish oh, really? it. Yeah. No, I did finish the obviously like still the whole like famous like eye scene yeah. and like the surgery and stuff. All the horrific deaths. All the horrific death. Got through it all. And I, I, I just I just wonder why. Yeah, it's uh, so so the thing that's even more kind of confusing about this, the remake is being made by a different team, so it's not by the original creators. Right. The original creators are making a Callisto protocol. Okay, so yeah, I've I've things to say about that, yeah, yeah Which uh is basically dead space as well. Yeah. But new. No, that, um, that, that's exactly my point. Like, you know, we've got <laughs> the Callisto protocol coming the Callisto protocol coming out, which looks I've only seen like one trailer for it, but it looks, it looks great. Really good, and it looks scary. It looks like Dead Space as well. And, <laughs> and it looks not, like Dead Space. They're yeah. not even hiding it. It's like cut off limbs. Your your health is represented by a bar on your physical character. But again, that was that was really. Um, it was really cool back in yeah. two thousand seven eight. Yeah. But, so you've got yeah you've got Callisto Protocol coming out, which is essentially more dead space, mm. but like different, different story, yeah. hopefully, and like, you know, it goes in a different direction or or like, you know, not not in a bad way, but just like yeah. a new story and like new IP kind of thing. I just don't understand why we need Dead Space. There is a lot of there is a lot of discourse around uh, remakes of games that uh, some people feel aren't completely necessary. So yeah. a lot of people were up in arms about the Last of Us One remake. Dead Space remake is happening, mm. various remakes have happened. I the thing, the thing that I have to keep reminding myself is that 
it did come out a long time ago, but it does look still look very good. You can still get Dead Space One on Game Pass now and play yeah. it, and it looks still looks really great. The new In my one, mind's eye, it looks amazing. Interestingly, one of the first comments on the video, or maybe the Reddit thread for the trailer, was "This looks exactly how I remember it." Yeah, but. But they know that it didn't look like this in 2008 or whenever yeah. it came out. They know it is a lot higher fidelity game. It does look better, probably plays smoother. Models are better, crisper. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. And, and I've heard that they've made some tweaks to the gameplay, some tweaks to the story. So, like, Isaac actually talks this time. And they oh. got the original voice actor back to play Isaac. Uh, which is interesting. Well, because he was he silent in the first. He game? was a silent protagonist in the first until one. Uh, until the second one. And then the second one comes out and they have him like talk and like, voice, like yeah. all the time. In it. But like I remember stupid Desmond <laughs> and stupid Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Never give that voice guy a voice. Why? I I, I forgot that he was a silent protagonist in the yeah, first one. He was because, just a guy with. A I mean, he was so head. chatty in two and three that I forgot he was silent yeah. in the first one. I, I don't know. I he, he was a silent protagonist in the first. I was cool with it, and then the trailer for for number two came out, which I absolutely I just love the trailer. Just it was a, such it was like a teaser trailer. Mm. The one that ends with like Isaac, we're all gonna burn for what we did to you, and I was like, oh my god, that sounds so cool. That makes me want mm. to play, but I'm not going to because I'm chicken, so I can't do it. Probably that one line probably comes from like an audio note found in the world. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's probably just like during the tutorial or something, but yeah. But I, I yeah, I, I kind of, I don't feel the need for it. No, no. Maybe it'll be introduced to a new generation of Which would be nuts. Games. But then I even thought like the Dark Souls 1 remake was very sweet. Oh, the Demon Souls Remake. Not the Demon Souls, oh, the Dark, Dark Souls. Souls. Like, re- well, I mean, it was a re- it was a remaster rather than okay. a remake. I mean, like Crash Bandicoot remake, mm-hmm. Spyro remakes. They make sense. They're they're about twenty years out. Yeah, or closer to twenty years. And those years. are like much loved childhood games mm-hmm. where the people who played those are probably in their thirties, like me, and forties now. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were going to like say 40s and point to me and, and, say that, and, and, and imply that I'm 40 when I'm not. Um, we're the same age, though. I'm younger than you. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, I, I see the point of those. Mm. I don't see the point of making it's, it's, The Last of Us mm. remastered again. I think I think when you look at the the jump in visual quality between a Crash Bandicoot remake yeah. and the original, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I understand why they remade it. It's but, still hard as hell. But yeah, but if you look at the, just the visual, yeah, the visual quality of, like I said, Death Space, like on the Death Space remake, I think it's on the website or on somewhere else, they had a clip that was showing, like, look at, uh, the, like they got like a side-by-side comparison Dead Space original and Dead Space remake. I was like, oh my god! Like, Dead Space remake looks well good. And I was looking at the original screenshot. I was like, oh, that's the that's the original. Oh yeah. crap! And I look at the remake. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, as in, in in terms of the jumping quality, I was like, there is definitely a jumping quality. There is a jump, but right, it's yeah. just like, but like I said, I don't think there's enough there to to, to justify it. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting call. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's yeah, I'm I'm. I'm sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll come out and be great mm. because they've got a great blueprint. Yeah, like it'd be embarrassing if they got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's possible, but yeah. yeah, but hopefully not. But also, I mean the GTA kind of remakes <laughs> went bad, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. So it's just like, is it worth it? Mm. But I mean, I, I I'm kind of like this with like Disney films as well, where mm. it's just like, why are you remaking old stuff when you could put your energy into making new yeah. stuff? Agreed. Like, why do we need? A live-action Jungle Book. Why do we need a live-action Lion King? It's okay. They're doing a pre- live-action prequel to The Lion King. Don't worry. It's okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is news. Let's talk about this. They're, they're doing, doing a live-action prequel to The Lion King. Yeah, it's uh, focusing on Mufasa. 
Shut up. <laughs> Honestly. So Lion King 2 <laughs> is wicked. Mm. Simba's Pride. Lion King 2 I never is watched it, but, but the words Lion King 2 don't bode well. No, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride is a sick film. Straight to video, it was great. <laughs> I think it's better than Lion King 1, putting it out there. <laughs> However, a prequel about Mufas. <laughs> like, we are in the MCU. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> not not everyone it. needs... But the thing, you know the worst thing is... Young they, Scar. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, if they do... Yeah. And they're not even doing it animated, they're doing it live action. They're doing like, it live action. Why? So it's going to have the same problems as... Anyways, we're going we're going off topic here, but either way, Dead Space remake's coming out. The trailers come out. Looks like a remake, so yeah, I guess we'll see what the response why is would, to why, that. Make Resident Evil One the remake. They have remade one before. I mean, the GameCube one is excellent. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is very good. To be fair, there you go. When, is that, when something's good, then why bother? Mm. How do you feel about The Last of Us? Like now, the third time it's being remastered. So second time. I played The Last of Us on a PS4, so I play. I, I played the updated one. Yeah, that was and, my first, yeah. and, and I, I'm so happy it was there. I loved it. I, the I, remastered I really PS4 version was the first one that I played, and it was incredible. It, it, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. And then I looked at the remake trailer, and I was like, yeah, it looks denser. It looks like there's more foliage. It's more. Um, there's a lot more detail. And then I looked at like one of these developer breakdowns of um, the differences between um, things, and I think. I fully think that the original still holds up. Again, that might be biased from age, but I you think... You mean original is in PS3 or original remastered? Okay, let me say, I think the remaster fully yeah, holds up because I, I, think think, I think the PS3 original is probably quite low res at this point. Um, and I think people have short memories when it comes to this stuff because yeah. a lot of people are like, oh no, it always looked great. It's like, no, it didn't. Like, well, you look back at rotating glasses, yeah. glasses for sure. So, but the biggest difference I think I noticed with the new stuff is um, with the characters. Mm. So even though The Last of Us won remastered still looks very good and it's still it's a great looking game the characters do not look entirely uh realistic compared to the environment say some models aren't as good as others yeah as in in they just look there's a there's a tiny bit of abstractness to them that makes them look not 100% realistic but it also looks like they they weren't trying to go for that they they were going for a slightly stylized look whereas with the new one it's like okay these are aiming for realism yeah Um, in the world grimy yeah Yeah. and something like um, I think uh, Digital Foundry did a good review of this on YouTube where they show like like with Ellie's model um, in the original like she she looks her proportions don't quite match up because, because of the child models like a bit weird and then with a new one with an updated model it's like okay now it looks like an actual you know young teenager kind mm. of thing this looks more realistic so yeah so is it is it necessary probably not it comes with you know the dlc the uh, left behind dlc yeah which is always nice no one needs to buy this maybe people will vote with their wallets and we'll see maybe it doesn't sell well maybe it sells very well but it's not like it's not like naughty dog has a massive backlog of things of recent things that they were going to remaster. <laughs> the Last of Us 1 remaster, uh, remade. Last of Us Part 2 has already come out recently. It looks good. Like, what are they going to... They've... Looks amazing. They've, they've remastered most of the Uncharted series. Mm. I don't think they're going to go back to that. And then, what did they do before that? Like, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Which has already been remastered by someone else. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if... Um, I don't think remakes are going away anytime soon. I think they probably make too much money for anyone to I, I, I don't know if this is like some sort of like bias thing on my part but it probably is 100%. <laughs> I don't feel the need for a Dead Space remake mm-hmm. 
I don't actually... Feel only the hottest takes on this podcast. Only the hottest takes. I don't feel the need for a Last of Us remake either. Mm-hmm. But... But, <laughs> but, because I love the Last of Us so much, that if I eventually do have a PS5, hopefully by this Christmas season, fingers crossed, I would totally get it. You're the worst person in the planet. I would totally get it. But, like, I mean, person. I wouldn't buy... I'd buy games that I haven't played first. Uh-huh. But, like... If there was like a situation like Xbox Game Pass where I could get like the Last of Us most recent remake, then I would, a hundred percent. Interesting. Because I love, love, love that game. Last of Us Two, again, looks incredible. Mm. I, it still feels very soon from the end of Last of Us Two to be remaking Last of Us One again. I just feel like make a new IP, or Maybe. like work yeah. on number three, or, or work on DLC, for or just do Last something else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought it was yeah. I don't know. It feels soon. It, it it does feel soon, but then again, last especially part... how much of a gap there was between Last of Us One and Two. Yeah, but you know, but that's the thing. They said Last of Us Part Last the remake, Last of Us Part One, which is now you know the remake. It essentially reuses a lot of stuff from Part Two. Yeah, it's like similar models, the same models. Uh, some right, of the gameplay's the, been yeah, borrowed, yeah, yeah. so you know they're not having to do everything from scratch. They've yeah. got the engine, they've got the tech, they've got the gameplay. It's Building out the world and building out the levels again. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I and and that's and that's an easier job, I imagine. But then, yeah, but I I feel like we we were used to the way because mm-hmm. Last was one and one and Last was one and two were very far apart. Yeah. So like fans are used to that way. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And so it'll be it'll be a number of years if we ever get a part three. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like Last was one remastered again coming out. So yeah, it's probably feels a bit too soon. Well, well, the next thing they're going to do is the Last of Us, Us two um... for the PS five. <laughs> I think the next thing they're doing is the Last of Us multiplayer mode or multiplayer title, which is like a standalone thing as well, oh. which could be interesting, but interesting. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, just last bit on this topic. Did you watch, um, not even this topic, but related to this topic, did you watch the Last of Us uh, TV series trailer? I haven't seen the trailer, I but I have it. seen a lot of stills. The trailer's pretty good. I've seen a lot of... I, I, it was, it was, was it a very short one? It's a bit short. It's like a minute long, I think. No, I don't think I have. I've seen I've I've seen stills from it. What's, like, what's everyone looks great. Um, what's the actor's name? Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, like great, fantastic. And, and the actor for Ellie is the girl from Game of Thrones. Uh, yes. Mormont. Yeah, Mormont. One of the girl. other Mormonts. Yeah, the Mormont bear. Is that what her name is? The bears, aren't they? The Mormonts are the bears. Okay, I thought you were calling her the Mormont bear. I was like, that's a hell of a name. No, because um, the guy who has grayscale. Uh, Joram. 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 Joram Mormon. My, my Game of Thrones. Whoa, just... this is really coming back. This is really <laughs> Going deep back. into the weeds. Joram Mormon. They're the bear. Like, yeah. their sigil is the bears. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And she's like the young bear because she's yeah. like in charge uh, okay. of the whole, whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I, that's her. I was like, I knew I recognised her mm-hmm. face. It's her, yeah. yeah. But, um, um, interesting. Yeah. Just looks very. I mean, like, Pedro Pascal doesn't look that far off Joel. He's not off Joel at all. He's he's very. Like, he's, he, he would have been like top three. Whereas that, that actor playing L. Has a very distinct face. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, yeah. Like you, you'd want to get like I don't know. I was going to say a young Ellen Page because that's basically what they based her model off of originally yeah. in The Last of Us. So that's what you want, but that doesn't exist. So they, they um, don't. They don't want to like get through that uh, kind of go, go go through that kind of court case. Again. No, no, no. <laughs> probably not. But uh, yeah. Either way, trailer looks good. You should watch it. We'll watch it after this, maybe. Moving on. To a topic that we talked about in a previous, not the previous, but a previous side quest, uh, the Steam Deck has been going gangbusters, been doing very well, and now is available without reservation. One of my friends has had one. You can go online right now and click buy on a Steam Deck and it'll be here. Wow. And I really want one. And I really don't need one. I really want it, but I don't need it. Why don't you need it? 
because I've got like four other consoles and a Irrelevant. PC. I've got two PCs on my house. Yeah. And like four consoles. How good are the PCs? Uh, one's trash, one's very good, but a very good one's for work. So it's a Okay, bit so the trash one, let's forget about. That doesn't count. That's all I've got in the world. Oh. <laughs> it's all I forget have. Forget about it, Danny. That's all I have. Um, Irrelevant. Are you, are you tempted by a Steam Deck? How much are they? <laughs> I think the cheapest one's like 350 That's not bad. Shane. It's not bad. You know what? For for a device that can run like many, many games mm. and can be used, if you plug it into a dock, you can use a mouse, keyboard and display and use it like a regular PC. Damn. Well, okay. So I am quite tempted by a Steam Deck, but also I've never been in a position where I've been able to buy my buy or make my own gaming PC, mm-hmm. which I've never had. And so if I wanted to go the gaming PC route, I think I'd rather save my money and, and, and actually make myself gaming PCs. I don't I don't need a PC. mobile PC. Yeah. No, like, no, no, same. There's very few it's uh, I'm I'm not gonna take a Steam Deck out on the tube. No. I, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a Steam Deck deck in my bed <laughs> on a sofa yeah. or I'm gonna connect it to a TV and play that way. That, that was something I had to accept about myself. I was like, I love gaming on the move. I was like, I don't. The moment I start trying to play a game on a moving train, I immediately need to throw up. Oh, do you? Yeah. I mean, I'd happily play my Switch on the tube, but like, I quite, I just quite often use that time to like read a book or listen to a podcast. I remember when um, the Switch first came out, I was still living in Madrid. And I think it was like three months after it had come out. I was just walking down the street in Madrid. There was a guy playing Switch walking down the street. Like he was walking on the sidewalk, Switch in front of his face, just walking. And I was like, I'm surprised you haven't been mugged or been run over or tripped yet. Yeah, or just bummed into someone. Yeah, and um, so yeah, that was interesting. But me, the only time I've really played it mobily, the Switch, that is, uh, was on a plane. Yeah, because I used to play, I I did play Switch on planes quite a lot before and I did or on holiday playing it in hotel rooms I did I did finish Breath of the Wild uh, on a plane which is a very which which I I don't know how many people in the world have ever done that I think I'm one of the few people who like my mile high club is Legend of Zelda basically (laughs) Breath of the Wild that's my the nerd of mile high yeah yeah I'm I'm on a nerdy mile high club Um, I love that I don't think I I think I've ever finished a game on a plane it's so the that, only time yeah, I've done. that's amazing the only time I've done especially it. one that's so famous as well yeah I, and I think I was on like a Ryanair flight so it was even more grimy than oh, usual God. but yeah um, you distracted yourself with Breath of the Wild <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's a good distraction I was trying to avoid the horror yeah I think I think with a Steam Deck I, I think I'd really love one I think that's amazing however yeah I think that I would rather have the game on PC mm-hmm. than have something mobile yeah. because yeah I just I just don't see myself using it mobile that much no that, that that's totally fair yeah I think I think knowing what you actually want in, yeah. in the product is, is goodness I mean it's the same for me it's like I want it just because I like the, 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 the greedy nerd in me is yeah. like I want a Steam Deck but when I think about the logistics I'm like I probably wouldn't play this yeah but um, I think a lot I, I do wonder how many people bought one hoping that it would make them play through their Steam library like more regularly. Yeah. Because I, mine is just as bad as anyone else. You know, like 100 games, three of them have been, have been played. The rest of them are just sat there, unsatisfied, like not being... Half-Life 2's been played. Half-Life 2's been played so much. Game of Defeat, Counter-Strike's been played. Left Dead, Left Dead 1 and 2. And then the rest of it, all the indie games are just like, it's a long list. It's like, I bought this bundle pack of seven games for 99p. Yeah. Yeah, pretty bad. But uh, yeah, you never know. So yeah, but it's available now if you change your mind. God of War Ragnarok has gone gold. Did you play the original God of War? The, uh, so, when I say the original, I mean number four. I'm really sad because I had to sell my PS4 for a repair. Terrible. Which it got repaired. So it's fine. It's here now. It's back. Yay. 
And then I went on PlayStation Plus, and PlayStation Plus has changed. The subscription has changed. I heard. We're moving towards a more Game Pass world, mm-hmm. and God of War is not available anymore Boom. on PlayStation Plus. Which so I have, I still have not played a game for God of War. Terrible. So I either have to buy it now, or I get a new PlayStation Plus subscription, which I'm currently not using. So <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pay an extra fourteen ninety nine a month. But, yeah, I do need to play God of War very desperately. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll just bring that in there quickly in, cl- in case you had played it, because I've played the original Slash number four, and it was my, one of my favourite games of the PS4 era. Um, that's, that, that's incredible praise. It's, I mean, it's a wonderful game. And that's coming from a guy who never played any of the previous God of Wars and had zero interest in no, any of them. Um, they were, I don't know, they never seemed like my kind of game. And then this game comes out and... The thing is, we missed that generation completely, because that was Ooh. like, we were 360 at that point. No, but but I think the but, one, two, uh, and three were very much PS3 games. No, 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 no. One and two were PS2 games. God of War. Goodness. Th- God of War three was the big. That PS3 must have been one. end of PS2 era, though. Probably. I mean, they were like the end good of the looking. They were like good looking games, but yeah, I I never. Um, I think only God of War three and God of War Ascension, I think, were the ones that came out on PS3. Although, yeah, so I yeah, but I didn't have much interest because I don't know it was like some hacker slasher thing with some angry guy with red paint all over. Very him. pale, yeah, angry guy. And then I saw the trailer and the footage of the new one and a lot of praise. And I was like, all right, okay. I think it wasn't, yeah, like you said, it was on, um, it was a PlayStation Plus title at one point. Gave it a shot and I was like, I freaking love this. I yeah. think, not, honestly, I think part of it was purely just because I loved the main weapon, which was, uh, the axe, mm. but it's an axe that you can recall. Yeah. Like, like Mjolnir. And there was just something so satisfying about, about like hack, 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 throw the axe at someone else, punch someone else, recall the axe and then can, and then continue the, the flurry of plans. Yeah, there's something very satisfying about that. And it's a game, it's one of the few games, or one of the only games I know of that, does it, uh, the whole thing is presented as one shot. No loading screens, no time jumps, nothing. It's just, you start the game, and then you can just play it all the way through with zero cuts and get to the ending. And it's not a small game or a short game by any means. So, how do they manage that? What what was your dream? I think I think they hide a lot of loading screens in between things like you know you go through a passageway and you have to like squeeze past a passageway, or you can walk through a door and you know teleports you to somewhere. The first new, the first new one of the Tomb Raiders did that quite well Mm. and did that a lot as well, where you'd like have to shimmy through a passage. Yeah, a lot, a lot of games do it. It's clever, but but it's presented in a very good way. But yeah, it's gone gold. I think it's out in November. Very excited, and it's going to be on PS4. So I'm like, yeah, so I'm like. I probably will dust off my PS4 just for this. Would you not want to wait, though? I don't want to get a PS5. I you don't want one? No, because I have a Series S. Okay. And I, I so, so what I have, I have one Xbox Series S and zero money. So I, <laughs> <laughs> there's not many options Plus for me. Plus one Game Pass. And then one Game Pass, <laughs> which is which is now going to equal negative money for me. So I don't really want to spend another four, five hundred pounds, however much it is for a PS5. And also they're massive. I, you've seen my room. It's tiny. I don't have room for any more consoles. So how, how long do you think this gaming window will last then? I feel like... The PS5, more... Xbox Series X mm. era. Oh, how long will that? Yeah. How long will you hold off buying a PS5? How long did the PS4 and Xbox... 11 years. No, it started like 2013 or something. It was around... What, the... PS4? Yeah. It's been around for like a decade. Well, if it's been around for a decade, then the series line and the PS5 will last for a decade. <laughs> but also, I mean, but but the but eventually you'll have like PS5 Pro, yeah. PS5 yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the crossover is becoming bigger and bigger. Like before, when I was like PS2, PS3, it's like there is nothing. 
there's no crossover between mm. these two. But now it's like between PS3 and PS4, it's like, oh, there's some crossover. Now it's like, yeah, the latest title will also come out on PS4. Yeah. Like, until... It'll be interesting now, because Xbox has Bethesda everything. Yeah, which makes... Uh, which is an interesting choice. Mm. Um, but yeah, but until they can get more PS5s into more people's hands, they're going to keep putting games out on PS4. That's 100 million potential customers for a game versus a few million for the PS5. Like, there's no way they're going to discount that audience anytime soon. But even though my PS4 has been to the Pokemon Centre recently, it still feels like... It's just so notably slower than the Xbox series. Yeah, I mean, once you go from a hard drive to a solid-state drive, the difference in speed Mm. is you cannot ignore it. Like, I haven't booted my PS4 in, like, a year. I know when I booted up for the first time to play God of War Ragnarok. That old man. It's not even... It's not even going to be... a. It's not even going to be like a whining fan sound. It's going to be a... It's going to be a full on screen. It's going to just be like this little old man on my desk just weeping whilst I try to play this (laughs) game. Yeah, that's exactly how it's going to sound. Um, I'm spinning a desk! (laughs) Please just download it. Um, Yeah. So that's got a war Ragnarok gone gold. Excited. Um, next up, another update from our... Pre- so this is an update from our previous episode. Okay. About the most delayed games ever. Oh, yes. And there is a contender that I either missed or hadn't thought about or forgot about. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Is still to come out? It's still to come out and has officially now passed Duke Nukem as the most delayed game of all time. Oh, my goodness. This is a real update then. Yeah, it's a so real update. Beyond Good and Evil 1... Mm-hmm is a game where you're a girl mm-hmm. and you have a camera. Yes. and That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. And then you you take pictures of stuff. Stuff, yeah. Good and uh, evil stuff, I It's imagine. a big cult classic. Yeah, because I was going to say, it's one of those games like Ico and what's the other one? Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus, where there's a big cult following people love yeah. it. We're, we're kind of in like, kind of like, Psychonauts territory yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where it's just like you know one of those old PS2 games and people are finally well I say finally people <laughs> are getting Beyond Good and Evil 2 but it's been a very very long time yeah Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been in the works for a long time there have been various announcements about when it's coming out there have been a few bits of a few trailers and bits of footage and announcements made about it however it has now been over 5,200 days since the first trailer for it came out and now which puts it 5,200 days since the first trailer for the game for, for Beyond Good and Evil 2 right and that's longer than Duke Nukem Forever now because Duke Nukem Forever so there was a teaser in what year I think it must have been like 20, 2009 so there's a teaser for it in 2009 I, I need to double check the exact year but because a Duke Nukem ago. Forever was like we weren't even in our 20s yet. Well, was Duke Nukem Forever, was it 11 or 12 years? Something like that, yeah. So, yeah, and I, I was like, oh, no way, it's been that long for Beyond Good and Evil. And I was like, oh, yeah, but 11 years ago was like 2011, so. Yeah, yeah. wow. And and Beyond Good and Evil came out like four years before that or five years before that. So, yeah, it's been a long time. And uh, apparently they're, 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 there's no official word on what's happening. There's like rumours behind the scenes. It's been a mess. They've had to change creative director. There's been various problems with how they wanted to progress with it, all that kind of stuff. There's been three consoles. Like, a three lot different genera- has happened. Three different generations yeah. in like terms of technology since 2009. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, mean, I, I imagine with these things as well, I mean, you work in games, you know far better than me, but it's like, you know, they there must be a point where it's just like, right, we just need to redo all everything that we've done <laughs> 
so that you know it fits with the new technology. It's a, yeah, that, that that that's a constant concern. Es- essentially, like you're making it on like the first like Unity engine, and then like you take so long that it's just like we have to remake all mm. of this in the next Unity. It's engine. exactly the issue that uh, one of the issues Duke Nukem Forever had, where they were like, "We're building this on the uh, whatever." on the build engine, whatever stupid engine they had back then. And then they're like, we're switching to the Quake engine. And then the Quake engine fell out of it. it was, we're switching to the Unreal. It's like, all right, just stop now because this isn't working out. Kind yeah. Of and that's why Duke Nukem Forever looked terrible on release. It was just oh, like, okay. God. Um, so yeah, so we'll keep an eye on Beyond Good and Evil 2 and maybe we'll play Beyond Good and Evil 1 at some point. Between yeah, because the- I've never played it. Yeah. I, 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 but I apparently it's amazing. So I'd love to. Yeah. Next up, uh, from one controversy to another, GTA 6 footage leak. Did you see this? I heard about the leak. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that someone in the UK has <laughs> been actually arrested. been arrested yeah. for the leak, which is very interesting. They, they must have been like, lol, whatever, just going to leak all this stuff. And then, I don't know. Yeah, and I've, I've read, I've read, I read one article where people, I think, kind of expected Rockstar to not really say anything mm-hmm. or not kind of lean into it. Yeah. But... I, I don't know if they let into it, but they did like, you know... They did a statement. And they, they did a like, statement. They're like, yeah, it's footage from a game. Uh, unfortunately, it's... But the footage has been taken down. It's been taken down. Every, like, 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 any, if you tried hard enough, you could find it. It's probably still probably, there. Probably, yeah. It's not, like, once it's on the internet, it's there forever. But I, I, mean, I didn't see any of the footage. I saw one bit of footage. It's like your character's like holding up um, a fast food restaurant. Okay. But the thing is... And, and it's kind of like one of the bits of fallout from this was um, a lot of dumb commentators online being like, oh my God, it looks terrible. Like, mm. oh my God. It's like, well, yeah, it's not finished. It's, like it's a game in development. Most games uh, do look terrible up until like the 11th hour because yeah. you're working on everything else before getting it all polished up. Um, and one of the positive things that came out of it was a lot of developers on Twitter sharing, hey, this is what our game looked like. You know, four years into development or three years yeah. into development, it still looks terrible. I did see the one of the directors of Control, one of the creators behind Control, just showing showed like a YouTube video of like this is like an early play test of what Control looked like, mm. and it's just like a grey room with a character flying about in. Yeah, because you're essentially still uh, testing out the mechanics of how, of how everything works, how mm. it feels to play. Um, did you see the one the, the screenshot of what Sea of Thieves looked like during its no. development? It's so funny, just because it's um. It's like three characters on like a pirate ship, but the characters are all represented by like capsules. So imagine like a big tablet, like a big medicinal tablet, but they've all got like googly eyes on them just to show where they're looking. <laughs> and it's like just three of them all stood next to each other, like staring at this one map, like making sure like that whole thing works. Yeah. So that was really cool. So yeah, GTA 6 is probably a few years away still. And I guess we'll see what happens. And we probably shouldn't talk about too much because, yeah, uh, Rockstar and Take Two are very big on taking down any channel or video or audio that talks, even talks about it. So it's interesting. We, I, I don't think we hear very much about people being prosecuted. I think for no. piracy or prosecuted for sharing information. Like I, I I do remember. I think there was a big thing about the guy who leaked the Half Life Two dev build. Mm. where it was some guy in Germany and he somehow got a hold of it and he leaked it and he leaked a load of footage and, and code online. And I think in an interview with Gabe Newell, like years later, he was like, yeah, this asshole was the one who like leaked everything. And he was talking to him, like Gabe Newell was talking to the guy because the guy was like, he was so oblivious. He, he thought he was like helping Valve. He was like, look, I just showed you all the problems in your system and like, uh, like see how easy it is to like leak stuff. 
And Gabe Newell was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, we should really talk about this kind of thing. And the guy was convinced that he was being sincere. Like the, like the hacker was like, oh yeah, like maybe I can come like help. And Gabe, Gabe Newell was like, yeah, like, like come to, come to America. We'll host you here because Gabe Newell wanted him arrested. Like he wanted him like taken care of kind of thing. But then before that could happen, like the authorities in Germany got hold of the guy first and like dealt with him there. Wow. But yeah, so it's very rare. Extradite to- yourself to the US where yeah. we'll get you. I just like the idea of like, like a vengeful, Gabe, Gabe Newell, Newell just being like, <laughs> come to America, please. Just, you know, let me, let me talk. Let's talk for a bit. And it's like, that's quite terrifying because like to, to a lot of gamers, Gabe is God. So yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. Gabe, so it's like, yes, come to yeah, yeah. If God summons you for a meeting, it's just like, ah, oh, Jesus, all right. Jesus. Yeah. So that's GTA 6. And our last bit of news today with, uh, it's, um, you know, it's a mostly wholesome tale with a tiny bit of controversy. So we'll get right into it. The Super Mario Brothers movie teaser trailer. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, so the only thing I've seen or heard about this, I've seen like a little tiny clip of the trailer. You haven't seen the whole trailer. I haven't seen the whole trailer. I've literally heard Chris Pratt's voice. Do you even do you even work at a semi gaming podcast? Um, and I, I, I mean, the whole trailer that I saw was just like you know Mario jumping on a bunch of leaves and Toad being like no. <laughs> so I, I saw an article where it was just like. Even, like, I think it was, like, the Spanish dub and... The French dub. And the yeah. French dub sound like Mario. Yeah. But without being too uh, stereotypical. I don't know. I mean, it, it just sounds like Mario. Is that just because we don't speak French and Italian or Spanish, though? Maybe. <laughs> but I'm, and then people are, like, you know, worrying about Chris Pratt's accent. Mm-hmm. And I listen to it and I'm like, kind of fair enough. Yeah. Well, this, yeah, because a lot of people were like, why isn't Charles Martinet doing it? So Charles Martinet is a guy who's done the voice ever since uh, Super Mario 64. Right. So not even since, like, original Mario or whatever. He's just a guy from Mario 64. And he's and it was just his idea. Like, he said this in interviews where he's like, oh, they, like, when I first got cast, they were just like, oh, just do some Italian sounds. And he went, mamma mia, pizza, pasta, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool, that's... Not, that's Mario. It's like, yeah, that's not racist in 1996 or whenever you got cast. It's fine. But you can't... It, like, Mario isn't a talkative guy in the games. It's not like you have whole cutscenes of Mario being like, we need to get to the castle. You know, it's not yeah. nothing, nothing like that. It's just him going, woohoo, or whatever. So that, if you imagine oh. that voice, go on, imagine that voice for two hours. Imagine it in your head. Yeah. How many ears would be bleeding? Yeah. It'd be horrific. So, this is a character, like, that literally, like, stands still. And if you leave him for too long, he literally says things like, hmm, ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's, like, an actual line. I think in Mario 64, he falls asleep dreaming of pasta or something. And it's just like, oh, mate, well, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So, so this, this stereotypical racism here is, like, it's rampant. It's like, okay, this is what the Japanese think of Italians. Okay, yeah. I, got, I got it, I got it. So, yeah, so I never thought they were well, going to... I've always said, the, like, the... God, <laughs> Japanese company, <laughs> just thinking of... What fever drug dream <laughs> was whoever having that led them to think of Super Mario, an Italian plumber who, like, gets sunk into this like, other world? Yeah, no. Or, like, this is his world. A lot and of... And it's just like, but I, I, it, it, I just don't understand how you got there. How did you arrive there? I do miss that kind of level of creativity, though. Like, yeah. if someone today was like, okay, what if we had a guy and he just goes around, like, jumping on things and it kills him? And they're like, all right, cool, but what was he? It's like, uh, he's a plumber. What? What do you mean a plumber? But what moral quandary are they going <laughs> yeah. through? What has happened to them to get to this yeah. point? And I do appreciate that, just like, 
He's an Italian plumber. He jumps on things. He drinks. He doesn't drink anything. He doesn't drink he, anything. He, he eats flowers and throws fireballs. Like, I think he said he wants pasta. Uh, never mind. But like, he only dreams of pasta. Yeah. But yeah. His, his, like, his main enemy is a fire-breathing lizard. What? What? A fire-breathing lizard dinosaur turtle. Okay. And it's like, okay, great. Like, it works because Mario games are amazing. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with Chris Pat's voice. No, no. There? Well, the thing I was going to say was that, so Charles Martinet did the voice from, 19, uh, started in with Super Mario 64. Before that, did you ever watch the Super Mario cartoon? Back in the 90s. There was a cartoon? There was a cartoon. What? There was a cartoon. There was Weekly Adventures with Mario, Toad, Luigi, the princess. The whole gang was there. There was Weekly Adventures with Mario and Toad in yeah, the whole gang. Yeah, it was animated. And Mario... I watched Sonic Underground. That was sick. Sonic Underground was way better just because of the theme tune. Yeah. Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground was amazing. Sonic Underground. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so... But in the Super Mario Brothers animated cartoon... Uh, Mario, ha- Mario and Luigi have Brooklyn accents. They're okay. like, they're like, hey Luigi, like, what are we gonna do? You yeah, know, he, he talks like that. And the live action film, that's what they went. Yeah, that's the kind of route they went for. And if you listen to Chris Chris Pratt's voice at the end of the trailer, the bit where he goes, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. He yeah. sounds like that. He yeah. sounds like he's doing he's a bit got, of a He's got a bit of, like, that bit of a like, Brooklyn, Brooklyn accent. I'm actually surprised at how good I did that. But I'm not gonna, yeah, like, was, I'm not, I'm not gonna, good. like, like, uh, think about it for too long, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I so think yeah. <laughs> Send it to some people. <laughs> hey, look, I can, I, can, I can do a Chris Pratt for way cheaper. Um, so, yeah, so it comes out next year. <sighs> I probably will see it. I don't really want to, but I probably will. Just out of curiosity. Wait, you're going to go see it? I might do, because I haven't watched any video... I haven't watched any video game movies. I didn't watch Detective Pikachu. I haven't watched the Sonic films. Detective Pikachu is actually quite good. I heard it was pretty okay. Yeah. So, I was thinking, maybe I should watch it. It's pretty rapid, rampantly okay. <laughs> it's aggressively alright. Um, it's a fair. I think that's a fair. You mean you it, like it? It's aggressively alright. You think it's good? Yeah. Or aggressively alright? Alright, fair enough. Um, sure. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about this. I was like, because I've only ever played properly Super Mario Galaxy, and I was like, I actually quite enjoyed that. It was okay. Yeah. So to see that on the live screen, and I don't know, see Jack Black being Cooper, and the I, I, I mean, I don't. What was nice is that like. I saw the bit with um, Bowser mm-hmm. and I burned down there, burned down the castle. I didn't realise it was Jack Black. He's actually doing cr- pretty well to hide his voice. Yeah. And I was just like, that's Jack Black. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's pretty fucking good then. Yeah, it's not bad. I enjoyed so, that. Um, I don't know. I, I, but, but you think you won't watch it? You probably won't go to the cinema. I mean, I'll probably watch it at home. Okay, you won't go to, to the cinema and pay money to, no, to watch not. it. Okay, fair enough. Well, those were all the tidbits I wanted to talk about. Great. And now we get into the main course, Halo 3, 15 years later. The 15th 15 years. 15 years. So literally the first note I have here is no one asked me if it was okay that it's been 15 years since Halo 3 came out. No one told me it's been 15 years since 2007. 2007. It was 17. It was 17. Yeah. It came out in, in the fall of 2007 okay it's not like double our age yet it's not double our age yet not yet <laughs> not, not entirely it's very close it's very close it's not very yet, close though. we're talking about Halo 3 because it's the 15th anniversary it's a big deal a lot of, a lot of people have memories about this game it's mm. a very forthcoming game it's a very it, it has a legacy it had an impact and we are one of the few people old enough to remember it because not everyone is as old as us so I'll just go through some quick... Because everyone older <laughs> everyone is, dead. is dead. Or, or they weren't into video games or they're, you know, busy with other stuff. So it was released in 2007 for the Xbox 360 exclusively, developed by Bungie Studios. 
and published by Microsoft Game Studios. Uh, it was the third in the Halo trilogy, naturally, after 2001's Halo Combat Evolved and 2004's Halo 2. So it was a 360 title. Is it a launch title? It wasn't a launch title. So that's one yeah. of the things I had written here. So the 360 came out in 2005, which I yeah. always forget about. Yeah. Because I didn't get one until like Christmas 2006 okay. or something. Uh, so yeah, it was not It was two years out from the launch, which is kind of crazy when you mm. think about it. Like I remember Pete, like with Halo Infinite, they were like, this is going to be a launch title. And then they delayed it by one year. And people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you've delayed it for like one year. It's like, yeah, but Halo 2 wasn't a launch title. Halo mm. 3 wasn't a launch title. Halo 4 wasn't a launch title. I don't think Halo 5, I don't think any of them have ever been launch titles. Did, I think, did they want Halo 3 to be a launch title, but then obviously for no, creative it wasn't, decisions, they no, changed it, it? It wouldn't have been realistic because Halo 2 came out in 2004. There's no way you would have had yeah. Halo 3 done in a year yeah yeah yeah. so i mean i i remember i think i got an xbox 360 earlier than you had yes yes you were one of the first people i think and who i knew i remember the launch titles weren't great i've been playing cameo Cameo. uh project gotham racing i think didn't play that i remember cameo being like one of the one of the uh, the game that came out with it and then then one of the only games available to play Mm -hmm. because it wasn't very much yeah it's not like that wait wait the thing is by the end the 367 incredible massive library library the library was absolutely so so impressive so so impressive when i first got to 360 three halos four halos on 360 Uh, halo 3 odst halo 4 halo reach halo reach as well yeah yeah there's a lot on the 360 yeah it wasn't a launch title but it was it was a massive game and it was the biggest game of 2007 Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in America. In America, it was the biggest selling game. Now, just to give you context of how big yeah. of a deal that was. Last bit of context, go on. Here's the list. 2007 was an incredible year for games. That's not just nostalgia talking. It is a provable fact that 2007 was one of the best years ever in oh, gaming. Oh, this is going to be a good list. This is just a, this is a short list. It's not, it's not like comprehensive. 2007, Bioshock. Yeah. Super Mario Galaxy. Wow. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1. Wow. Wow. Mass Effect 1. Did you ever play that? Yeah. Okay, cool. The Orange Box. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was like looking at the dates and like one of the one of the titles that came up for 2007 was Team Fortress 2. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If Team Fortress 2 came out then, that means also Portal 2, uh, Portal 1 came out then and Half-Life 2 Episode 2 came out mm. then. Orange Box. Absolutely insane. The first Uncharted came out in 2007. Damn. I, I hate that game beyond all belief, but I know a lot of people love it. Crisis 1 came out in 2007. Christ. The Witcher 1 came out in 2007. And most importantly, B-Movie The Game came out in 2007. B-Movie <laughs> The Game. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I what searched, a list. I searched so long for that game. Yeah, <clears throat> all these games came out. And they were like, yeah, Halo 3 is the biggest selling one in America. I mean, that is that is a massive... That, what, what, what a year to be competing. What, what a year to be growing up with yeah. video games. Oh, 100%. And... That is a great year. I, I think a lot of those years in that kind of early 2000s were incredible years for games. I think even the year, a couple of years after that, 2008 2009, probably incredible as well. I think uh, the, the unlocking of HD visuals and the increasing of console capabilities had yeah. a lot to, to do with this. I Oblivion... The Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion isn't listed here, so I don't know if it came out in two. I think it might have come out in two thousand six, right? Uh, but I remember that game just having all kinds of impact on me, just because I was like, "Dear Lord, the scale of this game!" Yeah. 
Um, and so, the yeah. freedom and like Oblivion was one of the best games ever. I mean, I was going to mention this earlier about Skyrim <laughs> and about like remastered games and stuff. What's the point? What's the point of another Skyrim remake? But Ooh, I've bought one. <laughs> I have bought Skyrim about three times. I so. bought Skyrim. I think I'm on my fourth one. I've had the original on 360. I've had the PS4 version. I've had what else have I had? I've definitely had another version along the way somewhere. Like yeah, for sure. There's a lot of Skyrim going on. Um, so yeah, so Halo was a big deal. So I'll just talk very shortly about the development. So they started development uh, shortly after Halo Two shipped in 2004. Okay. So that gave them about three years, which in mod as of this year. When you say three years to make the final title in one of the most acclaimed trilogies and most, you know, like sought after games um, on a console with like the latest hardware and stuff, three years isn't a long time mm. today. But three years back then was a bit easier. So here's a weird thing. There was three years between Halo 1 and Halo 2. Yeah. There were also three years between Halo 2 and Halo 3. But the development was markedly different because with Halo 2, they had this thing happened during development where they worked on it for like a year or a year mm. and a half and after a year after that a certain amount of time they're like scrap it like this is no good because they realized that the direction they were going in wasn't good or the way they were developing wasn't good and so they had to kind of start from scratch halfway through development which meant that for the final phase of development it was super super rushed okay so you remember halo 2 famously ends kind of on a cliffhanger it's yeah like i'm finishing this fight yeah credits and you're like what the hell that I just witnessed. And it was simply because they ran out of time. There wasn't, it wasn't meant to end there. Mm. It was going to end with the Master Chief getting back to Earth. Yeah. That was the original ending of um, Halo 2, but it just ran out of time. And and I don't know like how much you remember of... What a cool cut point. It's very good. It's a very good point at Cliffhanger. It was... Cool. I think it's called In Hindsight. I think if it happened to me now, I'd be very annoyed. <laughs> I'd be like, what do you mean that's the end? That's not an ending. But then it gave Halo 3 the, one of the best taglines The best ever. tagline of all finish time. Finish the fight. I can't even think of other games' taglines. Mm. All I remember is finish the fight in blazing neon blue in my mind. But yeah, so so Halo 2 was like developed under an immense amount of crunch and massive rush. Uh, but then with Halo 3, they're like, we know what we need to do. Yeah. And it was a bit more organized. It was a bit more structured. They had a bit more time. And so they were like, we will comfortably deliver Halo 3 in 2007. Yeah. So, which was cool. It even allowed for them to like, in game, like extra time. So because of the extra time they had, it gave them time to like, think of like additional features and stuff to do. Uh, the Forge map editor was one of the things that came about from this. They were like, oh, we have extra time. Let's make this map editor we want yeah. to make for ages which is really cool and ended up being like one of the big things that this game did because like no other game really did it at a time. And then the first trailer, do you remember the first trailer for Halo 3? Was it the one where it was like little models? Like the diorama? No, no. That was later. That, that, that was later on. The, uh, the announcement trailer was the E3 2006 right. announcement. It's the one where it's um, with the piano like, dun! And it's like him walking towards the camera and it's like Cortana talking mm. some nonsense. And it's, Is it, was it like all smoky? It's all smoky. Yeah. He, he appears from the smoke and she's like, yeah. I'm your past. I was like, no, I know your past. I know your future. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. And then like a massive covenant ship is there and it's like all big trumpets and big drums and everyone's like oh my god it's so amazing this is so good it's so designed it's so amazing it's so good and it's even kind of more amazing because that trailer wasn't a cgi trailer Mm. that was a real time in dev build trailer oh really and that was originally what they were aiming for using games engine yeah because and like they showed it like uh, there's some footage of surviving of this where they take a controller and they kind of like um 
fly through the scene, like, oh, like nice. using a real-time camera yeah. to show that it's real. I guess for performance reasons on the 360 of all consoles, they were like, yeah, no, we can't have this level of fidelity. We've got to take it down a notch. So, yeah. which is why the, you know, the final game looked, uh, I'd say like a step down mm. from that. It still looked good, but it's still a step down. And then as they got closer and closer to launch, they increased the marketing. It had a $40 million marketing budget. Oh, the I, marketing was insane. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the biggest marketing budget for a game of all, mm. uh, un- until then. I'm sure it's been surpassed now. But this is also, so they did a whole blitz. They did the trailers. They did uh, development videos. I don't know if you ever watched like any of the like behind the scenes in development. No, I haven't. Which they did. But it was at a time where, because this is still kind of before YouTube got big. So mm. it was just hosted on Bungie's website, uh, which was kind of cool. There was the multiplayer beta, which I don't know if you, did you play it? No, not You the never beta. played the beta? No. You didn't get cracked down and get a key for the beta? I tell an eye that I did actually. <laughs> I definitely, I think I definitely got access to the beta. I think I was at a point in my like kind of technological life and my 360 life where I couldn't get my like 360 onto a computer because my internet was so bad. Oh really? Yeah, because I was using that. Remember those like weird stupid. I remember the, the dongles, dongles, the wireless that go on Wi-Fi the back dongle. of the back of the Xbox 360, and they worked terribly. <laughs> I remember you had constant issues. I had constant issues with that. So like my online life didn't start for a long time. Mm until like I worked out what an Ethernet cable was. But like, the wireless <laughs> adapter was like, an absolute hunk of trash. It was. I wanted one so badly. It was seventy quid. It was like, a it lot. was expensive. It little, was a, little It was a lot for a teenager. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and it was just like it didn't work. That too, which is also a big problem it just with didn't a bit work. Of tech. <laughs> yeah. But so there was a multiplayer beta four months before the game came out. Yeah. And famously, you you could only get access if you bought a copy Crackdown. of Crackdown. So your access to the multiplayer beta cost £50 or however much it cost to buy Crackdown at the time. Amazing game, by the way. Crackdown is amazing. Absolutely wonderful. I would happily yeah. talk about Crackdown for 40 minutes in another episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so people got a chance to try it out. Crackdown was incredible. So Sorry, good. we don't want to so shame wreck the Halo so 3 news. <laughs> As I mentioned, there was a $40 million budget for the marketing, starting with the Believe marketing ad. Yeah. Believe was so big. Which was a diorama. There's a diorama. Incredible. That was so good. Incredible. I'm such a sucker for a nicely well-detailed diorama with some somber music in the background. Halo trailer as well. They were so good. And you think it's just this incredible diorama of the chief being held up by a brute, and then all of a sudden you see... The plasma the, grenade. The plasma grenade light up and chief look at you and you're like, believe. So good. So, so, di- so good. Absolutely incredible. The, so there was a diorama ad. There was the Super Bowl ad, the Starry Night trailer. Which one was that? That's the one where it's two children. It's a CGI trailer. Yes. The, the two, two children, children in the yeah, field. In the field of grass. And it's like, like, oh, I hope so. Don't you? And it's like, Aah! and it's like explosions and the chief's helmet. And I just remember... It's like young John. It's like young John when he was like still in training or whatever. And then it cuts to him uh, being attacked. And and I remember back then there was still a big mystery about, well, I mean, there still is about um, what he looks like under the masks or under the helmet. So he picks up the helmet, puts it on and it's like, we've lost the chief. He's like, not yet. And he just runs into gunfire. And I remember, I don't know what it is about that run. It's just so hype. He just runs at full pelt into like a whole herd of brutes. And you're just like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to play the hell out of this game. And when you see a character... Because see, when you're controlling him, 
you don't because you're in the first person view you don't see him yeah. on the move so there's something about seeing someone you know to be very stocky moving with agility yeah and moving with like a dexterousness that you're not used to mm. there's something about that that's very powerful it was like for me with like the new obi-wan series when you see because the old darth vader <laughs> in like, old. the old films it's like He's very, like, stiff and slow mm. and, like, you know, it's just, it is what it is for the time. But when you see, like, Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan series and he's, like, angry mm. and he's fresh and it's, like, the technology is so much better now <laughs> and you just see the movements that he does, it's just, like, I can see why Darth Vader is scary now. Yeah. Whereas before I didn't, like, it's a very, like, 80s thing, you know, for people to find him frightening because it's, like, that was, like, at the time. And then when I watched it as a kid, it was, like, this guy's yeah, cool. he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy, whatever. But, like, watching Obi-Wan, I'm like, the the, the agility with, with with and, and the speed at which he does things, that's awesome. Yeah. And it was the same with, like, the Halo trailers. When you see, like, the actual things that the Chief can do, it's different for when you're playing. Yeah, it. no, it's like, it often doesn't translate yeah. ent- entirely to what uh, he is and what he can be. I think, I don't know if it was for this, or it might have been for another thing. Actually, no, I think it was for another thing. Because the th- the way he runs, I know this is a very specific thing to get stuck up on, but I don't care. The way he runs uh, is reminiscent, or I was reminded of that when I watched Transformers Dark of the Moon. And there's a bit where, you know, the bad Transformers, the Decepticons are running along the highway, like chasing after the Autobots. It's not Transformers 2. No, it's Transformers 3. And they're oh, running along the highway okay. and they've got the dreads. Okay. And they're chasing after, like, the Autobots. I just remember the run was mm. so so tactile there's something so visceral about that run where you're like oh god yeah he's really running yeah kind of thing that's the way i felt about about that uh halo trailer because it's just so so good mm. and they ran it at a super bowl which i'm pretty sure most games don't ever do that because it's yeah. like 30 seconds at a super bowl costs millions of dollars yeah. and it's only because microsoft had the money that they could be yeah screw it we'll just put like a couple million dollars into this 30 seconds to sell our game. But uh, what a trailer to show like a group of like people who yeah. probably want to go and play that right now. Well, that's the thing. So part of the whole camp, uh, the marketing campaign was aiming for people beyond the core Halo demographic. Mm. They were fully aiming to get anyone to, to, to be into this because they wanted to sell 360s because yeah. they were like, we haven't had our big hit title yet. Mm. Halo 3 was going to be that big hit title. I mean, Cameo certainly wasn't going to be the big Cameo title. wasn't going <laughs> to shift units. It won't shift units. There was also the other live action ads, the ones where it was taken from the perspective of older of uh, Marines. So it's taken. Mm. You remember that one? Yeah. It's like the museum I remember. thing. It's just yeah. these old guys and like, oh, I remember the chief. And it's yeah. like, oh man, this the is. Museums are it cool. was so good. Yeah. And it's like, it felt so much bigger than the game itself. It's like this, this whole world of like experiences about this topic of reverence it's almost a shame there's been like a a, a four five six you know but yeah that's the thing in some ways because bungie i I think bungie did have like some deal in place where it was like if they make like two more halo games they can get out of microsoft's no longer be a part of yeah basically (laughs) it's like yeah make two more halos and you're free yeah kind of thing but i think halo was halo 3 was where they wanted to end it and it very much feels like an ending because it's like yeah Yeah. we're done and it's like ah screw it we'll put a post-credit scene just in case someone else wants to work on this in the future but yeah, like you said, it feels like it was meant to end yeah. there. And it's like that's like probably like Bungie's mark, I guess, isn't it? Where it's just like this is our this is our farewell, this is our yeah. like and, final and, run. And it did work on Halo Reach, but it's not an ending, it's a prequel. It's yeah. like it's it's, it's more it comes, of their story, yeah, isn't it? It comes full circle. So um, Reach was brilliant. Re- I really loved Reach. 
And then finally, Halo Landfall. Do you remember Halo Landfall? Was that like a tactical RTS one? No, it's another... It was the short film... Yeah. ...made in partnership with Weta Digital and Neil Blomkamp. Remember the live-action stuff that looked like a movie? Yeah. Where it's like the Marines facing off against brutes to track the Master Chief's location as he's falling to Earth? Oh, the live-action yeah. one where it was, like, really brutal because then they're, like, shooting, like, spikers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you see it, like, in people's, like, gut and, and stuff. And the guy's like, ah! He's got an actual, yeah. like, spike in him. Yes, I do And remember. it was, like... It, it, it was so good. It was incredible. And we all felt like, okay, this is a test run for them doing a Halo movie and they're yeah. going to do a Halo movie at any point and it never came. But I remember that being sick as well because it was, was just brilliant. like, ah! I was like, this all looks so good. And they built like a real yeah, working the chief, warthog. The chief, the chief wasn't in it at all. No. Yeah, because off the back of the warthog, they get like the rocket launcher. Yeah. They? Yeah, they get the rocket launcher so down. So sick. So that was the marketing and the campaign leading up to, uh, or the marketing campaign. And the I'm such launcher. a sucker for good marketing, but that's the point. Yeah. That yeah. is the it, point. It, it, it sucked us in fully. Uh, and then, so the game comes out. It's got campaign mode. Yeah. It's got multiplayer mode. It's got the forge editor and it had the theater mode with file sharing. And... Yeah, because you could rewind, you could rewind, and then like pause and play on like, and move as, the, as camera it, and the camera around, around yeah. and it was because the camera is essentially like guilty spark, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you monitor. played as like a monitor, yeah, whatever it is. What were your thoughts on the campaign like, of Halo Three? Of, yeah, what do you think of Halo Three's campaign? So Halo Three is like the awesome start, isn't it? Because it's like eventually on a beach with the Scarab. Uh, well, there is a bit where you are on. The Scarab. We have to take yeah, the Scarab out. It's, it's the first time, it, or is it the first time in Halo 2 where you take Scarab down? Well, Halo 2, you do take a, a Scarab, and it's more like a boss fight. In Halo 3, it was like, okay, this is an actual thing you have to take out. Yeah, and it was like on like a beach. Yes. I'm getting my Halo. My Halo no, 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 it was, I don't know if it was a beach, it was like a sandy location. I remember it was like a, it was almost like a, not a dock, mm. but uh, something like that. Yeah, I think my, in terms of like, I can't remember like the exact start of the game. He lands, doesn't he? He lands like, he just lands as like a, like a out of the atmosphere yeah. into the forest. You're in the forest straight yeah. away because, um, the sergeant finds you straight away. Johnson. Sergeant Johnson finds you straight away. And you're just like straight back in, aren't you? Straight in. Straight from like halo to end. Yeah, straight in. Taking... And then like the arbiter's right there. And then you're straight into that kind yeah. of like, this could be two players straight away. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I think I remember you saying, I can't remember if you said this at the time or I don't know, years later or whatever. Tell me if you remember this or if I'm mm. putting words in your mouth. But it was like, um, because the marketing was so good and so big, I made yeah. everything seem so big that the marketing kind of felt, the marketing kind of felt like the game would be bigger than what we actually got. Mm. As in, like it implied a lot more that there would just be more than the actual campaign, which was, eight hours or ten hours of being on Earth for a bit and then being on the Ark and then blowing up Halo and an end. Yeah. So I don't know if you felt underwhelmed at all by the end of the campaign. I mean, looking back with, like, rose-tinted glasses is, like, very much part of the issue here. Yeah. Because obviously at the time... <laughs> 15 like, years, yeah. 15 years. I was obviously way closer to it at the time and obviously, like, there's been three other Halo games since yep. then. Expansions? Wait, ODST, Reach, 4... Five infinite, infinite, yeah. Okay, five, five, five of it of other titles since then. And Halo Wars one and two. <laughs> Halo Wars one and two. I don't know. I I, I think an, an an eight hour campaign anyway is just like okay, you've got to justify that with other things. Yeah, and like Halo obviously does, especially Halo three with like the multiplayer. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. It's it's hard to say now. I'd rather have like a slimlined experience that is what it is. As opposed to like let's say Halo One, where I'm repeating passageways yeah. and stuff, and it's just like 
artificially prolonged. Yeah, it's just padded out. Rather than being padded out, I'd rather it was like, okay, tell your story, you're done. Yeah. And it'd be a great story and it'd be like dramatic and very epic Mm. and and, and like to to get that sense from it. Um, It definitely felt like an ending. Yeah, I'd I'd say they pretty much nailed that. One of the things I read, and I don't know how true this is or how verified it is, is that um, one of the people that gave uh, feedback on the story, so when Halo 3 started development, like two or three of the lead guys either left or took a sabbatical because they were like Mm. cooked after Halo 2. Yeah. And so in terms of leadership and direction, there wasn't as much there to begin with. And so... They, the story was written by committee, written by a bunch of people and decided on a bunch of people. And then one of the people who kind of gave feedback eventually was uh, Marty O'Donnell, the guy who's the lead composer for the series. Right. And <laughs> and the way this was written, by the way, I took this from Wikipedia, so God knows how correct it is. Uh, one of the bits it mentions is that Marty O'Donnell had recently watched Serenity and he felt that oh, one I of the ways... To, yeah, I, I enjoy it a lot as well. But apparently his takeaway from Serenity was let's kill a bunch of characters to make, to increase the stakes, make it feel final. Mm. And that's how we have our ending. So Halo 3 does see the death of Miranda Keys, Sergeant Johnson, Johnson. 343 Guilty Spark, if you want to say that. I think that's everyone. And then they kind of... I mean, they were the major characters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many major characters can you have in Halo? I mean, it was the Arbiter and the Admiral that survived. The Arbiter, the Admiral, and then uh, Master Chief has left adrift. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of it. So, yeah, I mean, I think I remember the story being a bit low. Okay, I guess this is naturally how it would end. I was always weirded out by the idea that they could only launch a Halo using a human person. Mm. Like, that always felt like such a weird, I don't know, weakness of the story. Forerunner stuff. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I don't know, it just felt... Uh, the, the, which that, they that, tried to flesh out with Halo 4, 5 and 6. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I, I made a face there, Jenny. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, it, yeah, it's just okay. Yeah, it was, it was fine. <laughs> I, I have replayed it and I still enjoy it. And I think uh, the ending, the Warthog, Warthog run, is one of my favourite yeah. ending set pieces. To and I love seeing ever. that set piece come back again and again. Yeah, it's so good. Because there's always, again, we, I think we were talking about this off mic where it was just like the music kicks in. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Amazing. It's, it's like, do you know this bit is going to be good? It's such a, it's such a cheat to get into the fun centre of my brain. Yeah. To just play a good bit of music and be like, all right, get through this level. To give you a vehicle that's cool. Yeah. And then to start our music is is, 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 is a cheat. Me, me and my brother replayed that one section. We didn't play the game together at all. Yeah. But the ending bit with the Warthog run, me and him both... One, of you, being, one of you being chief and one of you being Arbiter. Yeah, but we both have our own Warthogs and we just run for it. <laughs> and we just... And we like... Uh, and we try to screw each other over <laughs> and try to crash into each other whilst like outrunning uh, the explosions. I know it's not in the. <laughs> I know I know it's not within the theme of what you're meant to be doing. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's still fun. It's not canon. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Master Chief just crashes into Arbiter on purpose to kill him. Um, probably much bigger than that was the multiplayer. Hundred percent. Which I was. We kinda, sank a lot of time into the multiplayer. We sank a lot of time years later into it. I remember still playing. Came out in 2007. I was still playing the multiplayer, I think, in university in 2011. Yeah. Um, Big team battle, baby. 
it never got old. Do you remember like um oh, oh like the the Spartan suits, the different suits you get. All the suits I wanted the samurai sword. I wanted that funky that funky mask. The Hayabusa. The Hayabusa ninja mask. That's like a name that I just like. The only, it's like I don't hear that word associated for anything else. But as soon as there's someone, I hear the word Hayabusa. Mm. I know exactly what it's about. You just see that the one mask thing. from Halo Three. And yeah, the multiplayer was absolutely massive. Uh, I think they said it had a million players playing on the first day or within the first week. Goodness. A million players. Again, back in 2007, there was no infrastructure for such things. I couldn't get on. I was desperately trying with my little dongle. (laughs) I wanted to be one of those millions of players. (laughs) I wanted to be a part of this million people on Xbox Live. Um, Absolutely insane scale. It gave the game longevity for years Mm. to come. I'm sure there's still a community of people that do nothing but play Halo 3 to this day, um, which is totally fair. Um, and I was going to say the only other mask I think I really cared about at the time from uh, for the helmet, from all of that stuff going on, I think the most infamous one was the recon mask. Mm, because yeah, you could, I had, um, I had like the single, the, I had the single yeah. slit. And I can't remember how you meant to get it. I think I can't remember if oh, it was uh, like a certain achievement. I think it was only if Bungie gave it to you. It was something like you had to no, do something. No, no, because I, I it, it was something. It was it was a certain achievement in the game right. or a certain like skull that you had to unlock, and then you got it. Because there was one thing. There was a milestone you had to pass, so you could get it. I swear, there was one thing that you only got it if Bungie gave it to you. I can't remember if it was the recon mask or you had a flaming head. Flaming head might. Do be. you remember yeah, the flaming yeah, head? Yeah, yeah, it might be flaming head. Someone would be, be going around with a flaming head. And you'd be like, ooh. Like, that person's special. I'm going to find out. Oh, you got... <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so there was a multiplayer mode, and then the multiplayer got a couple of updates with updated maps and all that kind of stuff, but nowhere near to the way it is n- nowadays, where it's like, yeah, we'll just give you updates every two weeks or whatever and just give you new content or whatever. Before 343 Industries gave the armor to everyone, the only way to get recon armor in Halo 3, aside from being gifted it by Bungie, was to complete all seven of the Vidmaster challenges in Halo 3 and Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST. Vidmaster challenges. Vidmaster challenges, which are some sort of uh, achievement. Well, I never did that. The Vidmaster challenges are a series of 14 achievements available for Halo 3 ODST. Recon Armour was given out to all Halo 3 players on March 29th, 2012. Oh, we should have just hung the on final until 2012. Tra- the final transition between Bungie and 343. All right, let's go back right now and get that. Yeah, there were like some weird uh, There were challenges where a complete the final level on Halo on all, three, all four player legendary online co-op with iron and everyone in ghosts that was one of the things <laughs> see there was a time when i where i understood all of those words uh, enter into a, one of the vidmaster challenges was enter into a ranked or social playlist with 7 xp on the 7th of the month jesus all right find all of the hidden skulls on the mythic maps that i kind think of stuff. i think i started having a full-time job around this time so maybe i didn't have the opportunity maybe the only reason i got the recon armor was because three for three games oh did you get a recon armor eventually i thought i had it i had the hayabusa star i had the hayabusa one just because me and I you both did head. the thing no 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 i didn't have the did we head. do the thing together we well yeah you you were like danny we're getting the stuff now and you know i logged on and followed uh your instructions did what, whatever legendary thing we had to do <laughs> but yeah so that was the multiplayer very massive uh, at the time and was I think it was like the biggest multiplayer for like years until Halo multiplayer is always just so fun I'm I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what would have uncrowned it or taken it off un- dethroned it what for you personally no no I think officially because it was something like Halo 3 and oh it... Call of Duty for sure yeah that's it it would have been Warfare. it would have been one of the Modern Warfare's. I don't yeah. think Modern Warfare 1 did it I think it was Halo 3. I think 
two would have been the one to get it, which would which was a shame. But you know, there it is. Because I was really into Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare I too. loved Modern Warfare One's multiplayer. I don't think uh, and Modern Warfare Two's multiplayer as well, actually. And then uh, the other modes, the Forge Editor, the first, as far as I know, the first proper map editing tool for a console game. I'm was I've, I'm not massively into making my levels. I wasn't into it either. It was most I remember we mostly used Forge. For machinima. We did. Because <laughs> we were like, we need to set up a scene here. Let's bring in a bunch of barrels and some props and... Our machinima efforts were such effort. It was a We tried effort. so hard. I've never been interested in things like Forge and like... Mm. Terrain editors. No, you know what? Honestly, same, same for me as well. Even though I'm in game development, it never appealed to me to like, mm. oh, I'll make my own game mode or make my own map. Because... As soon as Animal Crossing New Horizons got to the part where you could like make the island your own <laughs> and you could like carve it, I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, re- I've reached the end. I don't need to spend time carving this out to make it look the way that I want to look. Yeah. yeah Whereas I guess... other people really enjoy it and that's fair. But to me, I just like... I'm not going to sink my time into doing that. No, it, it, I don't think it was the thing that really appealed to me and you. You remember there was a whole thing about like weekly best screenshots yeah. or whatever. And we would, we would, or at least I did. I can't remember if you did, but I submitted like... I submitted a couple. Yeah, so we submitted screenshots like, oh, the coolest screenshots we got from, from the game. It was like the first photo mode in a game. Like mm. now games ship, like some games ship with a photo mode. And like Halo 3 did it 15 years ago. But the thing is that photo mode had a purpose. And now when people have like photo modes, I'm like... Who are you doing this for? <laughs> no, I mean, people share it, but it's not as... as uh, I don't know. I don't know if you... Could... I think Spider-Man on PS4, that had a really good photo mode. Yeah. Well, like and, Horizon like, people, as people well. People really like the Spider-Man photo mode. The Spider-Man one was really cool. I think a lot of people have done it for like Horizon Zero mm. Dawn and... Horizon um, is amazing. West game, too fair. And a few others. But yeah, but I think... I'm pretty sure Halo 3 was the first one to do such a thing and it was really cool. So yeah, so that was the package that came out. The Impact... 94 out of 100 on Metacritic. God knows how accurate that actually is at this point. It's just mm. a bunch of old folks like you and me having rose-tinted glasses. Well, no, the, cri- the critic reviews are... It was pretty favourable. That was that was the... The 94 out of 100 will be based on the critic reviews, mm. not like game, yeah, uh, yeah. user reviews. It made $170 million in the first day. Wow. Made $300 million in its first week. As of 2012, this is how good my research is. The best number I could get, best yeah. data I could get was 2012. As of 2012, it had sold 14.5 million copies, which is 14.5 million. 14.5 million. So nothing to shake a stick at. Although I imagine it's way bigger now with things like Game Pass. Yeah. I don't know how much it's taken into account with things Master like Chief the Master Chief Collection. So yeah, and other digital sales. It was the best, I think I mentioned this earlier, best-selling game in the US in 2007, despite all those other amazing games coming out in the same year. Yeah. Re-released in, in the Master Chief Collection in 2014 for Xbox One, and I didn't realize it which was, was great fun to play. I I still I don't think I've played. Uh, I think I played a bit of it. Yeah, the Master Chief Collection is very fun. But this is a weird thing that I didn't realize. It didn't come out on PC until 2020. Yeah, and because of the update to the Master Chief Collection, mm. I think it was. And I was like, that's wild. Like 13 People, years. PC gamers have been waiting a long time a long for Halo time. Three online. Uh, and in terms of other impact. Uh, a funny tidbit I found was some movie executives were convinced the release of Halo 3 impacted ticket sales of their movies at the time. So there were like so many people are playing Halo 3 that they're not going to the movies. I think a similar thing happened with like World of Warcraft expansions where people take time off work. So you have like lost man hours and lost money because of games Rather coming out. King comes out or the Burning Crusade comes yeah. out. Everyone like takes two I'm taking a week it. off. Catch you later. I love that. Um, uh, but the example I was given was... Uh, it, some people said it led to bad ticket sales of the movie called The Heartbreak Kid. 
And I'm wondering, really, was Halo 3 really <laughs> the reason that, that film didn't do well? I don't think so. Uh, so, yeah, so it was absolutely massive. Um, I think you're really pulling at straws to, yeah. to say that, like, Heartbreak it didn't do well. because Someone put out on their reports <laughs> hoping they could get away with it, and they're like, come on. But, yeah, so it was a massive, massive impact, massive legacy. People still remember the music. People mm. still remember the visuals, the things that happened in it. Even, like, the Halo Infinite trailer yeah. used, like, music cues from Halo 3. Yeah. Not Halo 5, not Halo 4, not Halo Reach, not Halo ODST. They're, like, three. Oh, it's like we were, uh, we were speaking off mic before we were talking. It's just, you know, there's moments in Halo Infinite where, you know, that the music kicks in. The Halo music kicks in. And it does draw on nostalgia so Massively. much. They know exactly what they're doing. They're like, they know exactly how I'm feeling feeling when i get into that warthog or into that scorpion <laughs> as soon as they play that music i'm transported to back transported to 2007 2008 playing halo 3 yeah and being like this is the best thing ever. once those drums start kicking in you're yeah. like i'm 17 let's let's, let's do it it, ha- it has the power to draw in every positive moment you've had <laughs> with that series and distill it into one moment where you're like this is going to be another moment like this. Yeah. Even if it ends up not being... No, you... Initially, that initial excitement is like, this is going to be like, <laughs> wow, this is going like, to be like maybe, one of those. Maybe. But maybe, happen. just maybe, this will be as long-lasting and impactful as the, that Halo moment in Halo 3 was. Yeah. So yeah, that's the impact on the legacy. The legacy endures. I think people still think of Halo 3 as the high point mm. of the series, at least in terms of hype. Yeah, and kind of like uh, scale and scope of of how much reach mm. it had globally. I already said that you know the theater mode was kind of like the first photo mode that a lot of games use now. So lots of games kind of took inspiration from that. Map editing tools on a console for the first time. A yeah. bunch of them try to do that now. Machinima tools, which yeah. aren't really massive, but it was one of the first to do it. Um, and I think not so much now, but immediately after Halo came out, and let's say for a number of years afterwards, many games tried to tack on a multiplayer mode simply because they saw how much engagement Halo 3 got with its multiplayer and how much longevity they got out of people that they were like, we need to put a multiplayer mode in here just to get something like Halo 3. Games that had no business having a multiplayer mode. 100%. And they were like, screw it, put a multiplayer mode in, we need to try this. Yeah. Which was a very dark period in games that I remember. That is all the stuff I had written down about Halo 3. It's interesting now, because to think of like, my, I suppose, my most enduring memories around Bungie's Halo. Yeah. It's hard to say whether it's an, an, an impact of age, time, where I am in my life, age, like, and just like growing up. Now that it's 343, I really struggle to differentiate between them. I think really off the top of my head, if I'm trying to think of like just maybe just an image or something that stands out to me from those games, it's like Cortana, Cortana with the Army of Guardians, but like just visually that was stunning. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Uh, Four, don't know. Five was that one. I paid four all the way through. Like Infinite. I've had fun with Infinite, but again, I'm probably still struggling to think of like one. In- Infinite moment. suffers from the issue of it looking very samey for all of it. Yeah, like like there's not the kind of um, iconic imagery mm. in that has a lot of variety like three did. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's bits and 
Infinite that I, that I really enjoyed. I think four, there was like one or two segments where I was like, cool. Like, yeah. like that's, that's a cool bit. I think when you first meet up again with humans again, when you mm. meet up with the UNSC, and they're like, you need to go back out. And there's a bit where like the chief and a bunch of other Spartans are suiting up. And there's this one shot of like, the chief has his back to the camera and he's like facing all the Spartans. And then he turns around like this and he's facing camera and all the Spartans rise up behind him. And it looked like a really cool shot. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, apart from that, I, see, I, I, I don't, remember don't, remember that that. don't remember that at all. And I, I I even remember the Reach trailer. The Reach, tra- yeah, the trailer was sick. The, I even remember the Reach trailer. Halo Reach is an amazing game. I, I remember that game so well. It's like the last mission on that when it's just yeah. like you just fight, survive, you just survive, and you just die. Um, <laughs> I remember I remember Reach so well. But again, that's Bungie, isn't it? It's still Bungie. Yeah, yeah. that was their last last one. Yeah. So like three, four, three. Where I, whereas I, I feel like they've done all right with the mantle. There's nothing now that I would say like you can't reach those heights. No, they 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 haven't reached those heights. I think even the best developer, in the world, I think Bungie would have struggled to hit those heights again because Halo because it just came at a point where it was so specific, mm. where it was a game coming off of a cliffhanger, a new console generation, games yeah. becoming more accepted into into the mainstream, Microsoft willing to put a massive marketing budget in. I don't know how many of those elements you could get lined up again yeah that you could hit those heights interesting that, that, that's my thought maybe maybe it will happen again in the future with some other title but I think that's absolutely the zenith of the Halo series and it makes me sad to say but I don't think I'll ever reach those heights again but that's why I'll cherish that memory yeah of that time because I think the only thing that came close to that was Gears Gears yeah Gears had, so, Gears had some great marketing and, and like story beats which mm-hmm. i still remember now um up until like gears three and then i stopped because i wasn't really like 360 it was, it was over on the 360 by then and moving on yeah that'd be interesting to see where they go with halo now that yeah. they've reached kind of you were going to say plateau weren't you uh, it is a bit of a plateau because <laughs> it's, it's meant to be a fresh start a bit of a soft yeah. reboot isn't it so yeah. like they've reached this point now chief is alive there's there's stuff there's things that could happen yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see where they go we'll have to see it will, it will never... I don't really doubt it ever reach its like, height again. No. But Infinite's multiplayer is still really good. Still going strong? Really strong Halo multiplayer. I enjoy it. I still play it occasionally now. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Mm. Well, that's it. That's, that's Halo 3, 15 years later. Now, now to see what Overwatch 2 can do. Now to see if... I... <laughs> Like peas in a pot. Plays Overwatch with me, Daniel. We've never <laughs> played Overwatch together. Never. I will never touch it. Uh, but yeah, so hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you very much for listening. Get in touch with us at search for knowledge at outlook.com or at gmail.com or search for us on Twitter or go on Instagram at 34 knowledge as well. If you have any strong opinions, you want to let us know what you thought or you disagree with anything, please let us know. That's it. So I've been Danny. I've been George. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you. you. See you soon. See you in the next one. Bye.